Welcome to Tire Tracks, a banging technology podcast driving the logistics industry. And now your host, Patrick Escolas. Hey everybody, I'm still here at downtown Cleveland at the Hilton with uh, Banyan's Tire Tracks podcast. I'm joined here with Doug and Kurt from Trinity. Uh, thank you guys for being here. Really excited. Um, so first off, let's start with this. What does Trinity do? What are, who are, who are, what are you, what's your organization and uh, what, are, what are your roles in there? Trinity is located in the uh, southern part of Delaware. Okay. Sort of out of the way, yeah. as you would describe it's it. It's not down the street from downtown Cleveland. No, it's not. No, it's not. Trinity Logistics is a top 25 broker in the United States. We recently cracked a billion dollars in sales. We average about 550 to 600,000 shipments annually, primarily in the truckload, but we also do a lot of LTL, which is Kurt's specialty. All right. Uh, we also do intermodal warehousing, international through third-party uh, partners, um, but we exemplify in our approach to business we are focused on the customers and the customers to us are both shippers and carriers okay without either one they don't make a difference i'm the cfo at trinity logistics been there 16 years there we go and i'll tell you trinity has two assets my accounts receivable which i know what the number is it's a large number (laughs) but the second asset is our team members and they're priceless as a Sears or the MasterCard commercial, they are priceless commodities, and Kurt's one of those people of the 350 people and 120 agents we get across the United States, Canada, Mexico, and overseas. Hey, you now you have know? leverage on your next uh, next pay talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a little bit of a trinity, and uh, but yeah, I'm a CFO there. All right, and Kurt. Uh, yeah, I'm the director of LTL at Trinity. I've been there for just about 13 years. Um, it is a wonderful place to work, to build a career. We have a lot of strong tenured people there, like Doug was talking about, that they don't come in. We have very low turnover. They build a career there. Um, we treat everyone with a servant leadership principle where there's no closed doors. There's no hierarchy. Doug treats everyone the same way he would treat anybody else on the street. Um, so my role in the LTL department is um, to direct us in the direction that we want to be mm-hmm. and leading a team of um, operations and then back-end billing people. Uh, and we do LTL – I'm always told we do it differently okay. to other 3PLs where we make the barrier to entry super low. We're easy to do Makes business sense. with. So if a customer says, I don't have enough time to do this, this, and this – let us handle it. We'll offload that responsibility. We'll build that partnership with you. We take it from cradle to grave, whether they're big, small, in between. We don't. It doesn't matter to us. Every customer means the world to us, and we're happy to have them and happy to serve them. Now, when you said you're driving the team forward, is there what? What does that look like? I mean, where it sounds like you're at a good place. Like you said, low bar to get in, make it easy, so it's not their problem. It's kind. Of, it's mostly yours. You're handling that. Where Where are you driving towards? So we're driving towards, um, we have a couple bullet points that we hit for pretty much every business planning season. That is uh, productivity and efficiency, profitability, and then how can we interact with our customers in the best way so that they have the best experience. Um, so what we're doing is just to give you an outline on kind of where we've come from in the past five years, we have almost doubled our footprint of LTL within Trinity as a company. Um, Trinity has historically been a very truckload strong company mm-hmm. uh, with the help of Banyan and the partnership with that and the technology behind it. We've been able to grow that um, and double that percentage up to it's almost a third of what we ship at Trinity now. Wow. Um, so it's a it's more than just a value add. It's more than just a small piece of the pie. It's a it's a heavy hitting uh, sales thing that our folks can use 
to sell the brand, sell our name, get it out there with our customers. Um, and we've seen tremendous growth over the past two years. Um, the pandemic, as anybody in transportation will tell you, mm-hmm. was sort of a <laughs> big catalyst to a lot of growth for that because people weren't leaving. People were buying stuff online. The e-commerce shot up like crazy um, and the supply chain became more and more important. And people knew about the supply chain at that point. So we gained exposure. It, you know, your grandmother was like, oh, I heard about the cargo ships. So your <laughs> people that are involved with it that otherwise wouldn't have cared are now understanding that 3PLs and the carriers and the shippers and customers all work together to work on the back end uh, in an otherwise product that people would just ignore for the most part, except when they see tractor trailers on the road that might hold up some traffic. Yeah. And you said that within that five years, LTL is grown tremendously yes. for you uh, obviously like you've talked about with covid and do a little bit of pitching here i know banning has some part to play in that yep. but how much has automation been a player within that why yeah. why has that helped yeah sure so automation and technology is sort of the future of any logistics company right now um rates are rates yeah. you know your you know stuff like that but when it comes down to it technology automation ease of use uh and banning has been a real good component for us to sell as a TMS platform, uh, a data warehouse, um, a internal application for our teams to get more efficient, have more productivity, do more with less. Um, and things like, you know, some of the backend features that you guys have built for us customly, you guys work w- with us on just about any idea that I possibly have. And I have a long list of them and you guys don't laugh at them. You support them. You give me the scopes. You you talk through the processes with us. So, Doug, you're gonna have a problem because he's gonna take my job and he's gonna work for Bain. We're, we're just gonna put him <laughs> in front of man. all of our customers yeah, right the there. That's guy. that's everything we want to give hear. Give me a right whiteboard there. and a marker, and and I'm good for the rest of the day. That's, that's awesome, awesome to hear because yeah. you know I'm in it day in and day out, talking to clients, talking to customers, and not from the logistics background. And to me, it was crazy how many organizations didn't have automation yeah. because I just assumed they did. Mm-hmm. Because this is my first step into it in a lot of ways, but yeah, you, yep. Just a little bit of going into that is sure. everything we want to hear back. You know, if we're if I'm looking at a perfect perfect thing of what I want to hear back, you just kind of nailed that right there. So with that kind of in line and where that the past twelve to eighteen months have been, where you've come in five years, what does twenty twenty three look like for Trinity as a whole? Not just in the LTL space, but as a whole, especially, you'll have a broader picture, but we'll start with you, Kurt. Yeah, I'll, I'll hit on the LTL piece. So right now, it's looking like we're going to finish 22 um, in the same sort of trajectory that we have been for the past two years. Okay, awesome. Um, we are, it's a little bit different than truckloads. So it's hard to kind of quantify that and equate that to the same sort of standard, but we are expecting it to kind of taper off and remain steady, but not necessarily dip down in any sort of drastic Just manner. go up forever? No. <laughs> that would be great, wouldn't it? Just a exactly. steady incline for the rest of the time. But um, we don't anticipate it being any type of a lull. Uh, we're looking to continue strong, especially with the ever-advancing technology mm-hmm. and our customer platforms and stuff like that that we have with them. So I'll give it over to Doug yeah. to speak on more general. Yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting uh 2022 into 2023, uh, especially with regard to the economic situation going on right now with the interest rates continue to be raised by the Fed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, all, we're already beginning to see a little bit, a slight decline in, in, in productivity, not in our place, but just in manufacturing as a whole. Okay. Begin, people begin to curtail buying things because it requires a use of capital right. on there. So we expect freight volumes to, to I wouldn't say dip, but level off. 
and maybe dip to a degree, but not a not a large within amount. reason. Within Noth- reason, nothing not, to freak out about. For, like we heard this morning, I don't expect to hear a uh, see a deep recession or anything of that nature. Okay, but it's just a gradual part of that. Because again, the consumers got to feel good about what they're doing and how they're spending. Right. Granted, they've saved some money, but they've also spent money during right. this uh, process as well. I'm really good at spending money. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, and, and and it's good, but we'll see what happens with the interest rates going up. And the fact the Fed's talked about they want actually. Which is really weird, unemployment to increase in the rate. Hmm. Because as you keep hiring workers, you keep paying them more right. to get them into the seats and stuff. Yes. So you get a continued wage based thing, which allows for the prices to continue to go up and you continue to get this spiraling inflation. Mm. So then you, you begin to have to bring that back a little bit to curtail a little bit of the domestic spending. I get that on there. I'm not, not a genius within that level, but that you, you explained that in a way that made sense. And I, I appreciate that. So yeah. I would have never thought. Uh, that that was kind of counter logistic or logical to to my thinking, yeah. um, because the, because the small business is hiring, yeah. Larger businesses are beginning to curtail, but the smaller businesses are still out there. It's at the high get, level; it's in. consolidation. At the low Correct. level, it's getting more productivity Correct. wherever they Correct. can. Okay. And what what we look like from a, from a freight perspective during the pandemic, of course, customers had a need to get the shipments there immediately, immediately any way right? possible, and so they're willing to keep ramping up the rates and up the rates and up the rates and such, right? And the carriers enjoying a great time. Now that you begin to see freight begin to level off, begin to come down from the highs. Bottoms got to fall out somewhere. Carriers now have their rates are dropping, right? And unfortunately, the ones who entered into the very end. Thinking that that's where the it was going to play gonna be, for right? a while. They're going to be hurting. They're the freaking off, out right? a little bit, yeah. And, then, and, and the market's going to go back. The shipper's going to say, yeah, I had to go through all this stuff. And now it's kind of leveled off and everything else. Now I'm going to start coming down on our prices. So we expect to see some margin squeezes okay. over the uh, future. But but honestly, and it's more about um, working with the customer now. Right. To be proactive in our relationship. It's a partnership. It is. Yeah. It is. And make, their, make sure they're successful so that we continue to be successful. And that's what, uh, with Banyan and what me and my other account managers and other coworkers, it's very much when we get to deal with brokers and 3PLs, it's very much a, a win-win. There isn't a certain situation where you do okay, but I do better because of it. No, the, it's exponential as far as your win relating to it. And looking at any business, when it's everybody is going the same direction for the same reason, it's really nice because there's not much of a conflict uh, within those ideologies. Right. Um, but thank you for that and the, for kind of going to the next one. So that's next year. What do you see five years from now as far as kind of a, I don't know, it's more of a guess at this point, but the way that things are moving, what, what would you think that the industry might look like in five years? I think the industry in five years will be much more technology advanced and us for brokers i think you're going to see interactions directly through technology people but you'll never replace the people relationships Hear a lot, hearing that a lot today yeah relationships and that's good to know because i'm a person so yeah no. and i don't i anticipate that ever going away because you want to provide that great service let's face it me and the other eight thousand brokers we all do the same exact thing mm-hmm we utilize the same carriers ltl especially right you're using fedex ups i mean you're using the same carrier what do you differentiate yourself with? Service. It's who you trust and, and who, who gets it done you for have. you. And do you hype them out, help them out in a tight situation, not looking at dollars? But I think five years from now, I think there'll be some more consolidation within the brokerage space. Mm-hmm. I think there'll probably be more agents within the brokerage okay, space. Okay, I got you. I think that'll be also the case so that smaller brokers will say, hey, because there are also people looking to get out or do something differently. Right. So either, like I said, a consolidation or become agents. Because again, it's the back end stuff that now all of a sudden takes insurance. Yes. Collections. The tertiary aspects of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I just imagine that's going to happen within the uh, 
industry as itself, I think you'll, I think you'll see the number of brokers shrink, but actually the volume going through brokers are going to increase dramatically because as a customer, you don't want to hire 15, 20 people running the transportation department when you can outsource it to a company like Trinity. Right. Outsource the LTL to, to Kurt and his team there. There and you just, go. And it gets handled well, and you can focus on your business. Right. And realize the transportation is taken care of. You don't, so have to wear, you don't have to wear so many hats. Correct. So I yeah. see that as well. Okay. In there. Kurt? Yep. Um, I mean, I agree with everything Doug just said. Um, on the LTL space, we look to see um, – I look to see more carriers sort of looking at not necessarily final mile, but more of a consolidation, like kind of what YRC, uh, our yellow uh, Matt talked about earlier today about yeah. uh, redefining their role as a terminal to terminal basis to have faster service, that one and two day delivery point, increasing those turnaround times for our customers. Because right now we've got a lot of consumers and shippers and customers that went through that pandemic and there's some expectations of those service levels. Because like what Doug said, we all use the same carriers, at least in LTL. Mm -hmm. So when FedEx is trying to set themselves apart from a UPS or, or, or an Estes, what is, what's going to set them apart rates and their service. And for us, um, that's where we can sell that stuff as well through Banyan, through the integration process. But I, I look to see more, more advancement in that area, as well as the technology from the carriers. Um, they've been heavily investing in, um, personnel, but also their technology right. as well as their assets. We had, um, couple carrier reps over the past year that told us they were placing several hundred orders for trailers and tractors uh, that wouldn't be completed until 2324. Bring it in-house. Correct. So they are ramping up their assets to be able to handle any capacity, um, assuming that we continue uh, trending like we are, which based on the economic forecast, it doesn't look like it's necessarily going down. So mm -hmm. carriers are investing in themselves now to be able to better set up themselves for those next two, three, four years. That's great. Cause I got, I got Doug saying you'll have the opportunity to go out of house and you say, and the people are bringing it in house. So I guess that in five years, it's still, it all depends on how you're looking at it, where you think that that's going to play into what you do better. And I, I like that because you're, it's two different outlooks. It's two different sides of the story. But so I also hear it's automation still for the automation and more immediate. Yep. Like getting yep. that immediate service Less level. Touch. Is, yeah, we're going we're gonna to keep going Self -service, that way. Self-service, yep. Self-service, exactly. So I, I love a lot of what you guys have hit on here, and you guys are a great partner to have within the space. Thank we, you. We love the relationship. And I'll kind of give it to you now. You got the mic first. You got a statement to make to your customers, to people in the logistics space. What's what's one thing to walk away from hearing and talking about today that you'd you put out there? Uh, Banyan related? Oh, uh, no. Doesn't I have can to, plug you guys. No, I mean, we, we <laughs> got Banyan all over here. You're already our half our spokesperson now. They're actually firing me after this. You're going to be hosting the podcast. But no, sure, sure, just sure. Trinity, logistics, anything. Um, so, I, as you know, I'm born and bred at Trinity. Um, it's been a third of my life, essentially. Um, I think the word broker has a bad rap to it. Um, and 3PL... Uh, I guess what I, what I would want to say is that for customers and shippers alike, um, we look at you guys as partners, not customers, not shippers, not a dime to be made. We look at the partnerships mm -hmm. and the value because if, as they grow, we grow. Well, and be sustainable. We succeed, they succeed. And it's a sustainable method. Um, you know, there's plenty of others out there that would rather 
make a quick buck. And that's never been our philosophy is customer first. How can we make that experience something that they want to come back to and to reinforce that with our team members internally as well, to sell that statement and create that experience. Hey, that's, I don't think that's ever going out of style. I hope, I hope not. So, not yeah. here at least. Doug, do you have anything for this kind of a, a last shot? Yeah, last shot for Trinity itself. I mean, we're, we're people-centric and uh, provide a, a great methodology. or people-centered, freight-centric. So hey. we focus on the people, the relationships across the board, from team members to the agents to the uh, shipping customers and carrier customers that we have. And that's what we want to focus on is continuing to maintain and building relationships with people. We don't want to be the biggest. That's not our goal. But what we want to do is to deliver the best, deliver the best to all people in these uh, relationships that we have. And that's what Trinity is about. Uh, we've grown dramatically over the last several years, uh, but we've never lost focus of the people. Hey, I, you guys have said some great things in ways that I couldn't say it. So that's why I sit back here and let you do the work for me. And I really appreciate you joining us today. Doug, thank Happy. you so much. Thank you. Kurt, you'll you'll be hearing from us to, to do our next commercial, and uh, that's right. We'll contact your agent. Uh, thanks that'd be me. <laughs> thanks again, guys. Uh, thanks for uh, watching another episode of Tire Tracks, and uh, we'll keep at it. Thank you for listening to Tire Tracks. Watch for new episodes dropping monthly, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcast apps. For more information about Banyan Technology visit banyantechnology.com.